listeners. Welcome to the New Year New You podcast. <laughs> Just kidding. This isn't the name of that podcast. This is not that podcast at all, actually. This is the Mercenary Podcast. And today we're going to be covering episode two. All right. So before we get into today's episode, I would like to let you all know that I do have a website. The name of that website is themercenary.com. And if you go there, you will see episodes. You can listen straight from the platform there. Um, You will see episode show notes, which is going to be the PowerPoints I used to keep my ADHD brain on track when creating content for you guys. Also, you're going to see the links to my Instagram, my Twitter, slash X. Side note, if you're ever scrolling through Twitter and get pulled over, do not tell the cops the reason you're getting pulled over is because you were on X. That is definitely the name of a party drug. They will yank you out of the car. Or just don't be on your phone while driving. That's even better, safer for everyone. Um, You'll also see my Facebook on there. You'll see Rumble, YouTube when I create that. Uh, A lot of good stuff on there. Updates about upcoming adventure plans. All that kind of good stuff. So, uh, yeah, be sure to go check that out. The uh, link should be in the show notes below. And, uh, yeah, have fun. Let me know if you guys have any recommendations. So today's topic of conversation is going to be something that I did mention in my episode last week. And I said that I would be covering that specific topic at a later date in a different episode. Uh, yeah, turns out that's, that's today, actually. That's this, this very week and this very moment I'm covering that exact topic. If you remember what that topic was that I mentioned, it's going to be advanced directives. So let's go ahead and jump into today's uh, content here. What are advanced directives? That's a question that uh, I had when I got into nursing. And uh, it's something I knew nothing about before nursing. As a young person that's physically healthy, I had no reason to know about it. But uh, also my mom didn't know. My grandparents didn't know. Brothers, family members, friends. None of them had any idea. I'm sure some of them still don't. But if they listen to this episode, they'll know. So... What are advanced directives? They're legal documents, such as living wills, durable power of attorney, and physician-authorized scope of treatment forms. The names of these documents can differ state to state, but the principles of the documents remain the same. Uh, What do these documents do? They express your wishes for multiple situations in healthcare, including CPR, artificial nutrition, ventilator support, and who your chief person to make medical decisions is, if you can't make those decisions for yourself. Uh, and it's probably a good idea to have that picked ahead of time because otherwise your state has laws that dictate who your uh, power of attorney is going to be, the first person that's going to make healthcare decisions, and it might not be the person you want. So keep that in mind. All right. If you do not have advanced directives... The state laws where you live will dictate who can assist you in medical decision-making. I just covered that. So it could be the next of kin, such as a spouse, parents if they're alive, adult children. So if you aren't divorced from a spouse, but you guys are estranged and have a very, very rocky relationship, and you have a new partner that you want to make those healthcare decisions for you that loves you and cares about you dearly, dearly, legally, they can't. It's going to be your ex-spouse that's still your spouse. And in this situation where you can't make that known to the healthcare team, uh, you might have kind of screwed yourself there. So if you don't pick who's going to take care of you before a crisis happens, the state will pick for you during that crisis. 
And if you have the power to go ahead and choose in advance, you might want to do that. All right, so let's go on now to living wills. Living wills, what are they? Uh, generally, living wills are end-of-life decisions, i.e., your brain dead after a car crash, you had a massive stroke or heart attack, and you're never going to wake up. Anything that keeps you from expressing wishes you want for care. This form allows wishes about CPRs, ventilators, pacemakers, IV nutrition to be known. And they are useful at any age, not just for the elderly. You can print off a state template in most states, and they're pretty easy to fill out. You can go to your state's website, or you can just type in a simple Google search of advanced directive forms in Michigan, in Florida, in Arizona. It takes two seconds. It's really easy. It's helpful to talk to your healthcare provider while planning out your living will. Also, it's good to reflect on your values prior to seeking and filling the forms. You can update your living will over time as your health and lifestyle changes or after life alter <coughs> after life altering events. I don't know why I put alternating there, but yeah. Oh, well. Or after life alter. <laughs> I need to stop reading directly from these slides. Jesus. Or after life-altering events such as medical emergencies or divorce. So you can always update this form. You can go get it re-notarized. You keep a copy with you. You give a copy to the loved one. Um, so that way if something happens and you can't be the one that brings it into the hospital with you, someone else can go grab it. Let's cover healthcare proxy slash agent slash surrogate slash representative. These all mean the same thing. The term just changes depending on what state you live in. I don't know why. But states like to call all these all the same thing. They like to have 30 different names depending on where you're at. So uh, just be aware of that. It all means the same thing. Your name. It, you name this person in your advanced directives, as we discussed earlier. They're part of what is a durable power of attorney for healthcare. There are different durable powers of attorney. There's financial power of attorney. There's healthcare power of attorney. Um, this one specifically, the durable power of attorney for healthcare is just that. It's just for healthcare. They get to make your healthcare decisions for you. So generally, um, you should pick people you trust with your life and people that are capable of handling the stress of conflicting opinions from family and friends, but they know what you want above all else, and they're going to follow that, your wishes, to a T. Certain people cannot be your proxy depending on the state Certain people cannot be your proxy, depending on the state. In any case, you must pick someone of sound mind. So you can't pick, for, for example, someone that's committed to a uh, state hospital for psychiatric treatment. You can't pick that person. But um, you also can't pick a person that has advanced dementia, Alzheimer's, stuff like that. Um, and it can, it can be anyone. It can be someone outside your family. Like, let's say you have a really, really good relationship with your pastor at church. You've had these discussions of life and death with him before, and you know you go and ask him, like, hey, would you be willing to be my healthcare power of attorney because I don't really have any other family or I don't have any family that I would trust to be able to make these hard decisions for me? If it's a good pastor, maybe they'll say yes. Um, I'd hope so, but, you know, teach their own. Uh, so that, that, that's pretty much it. This is a very short episode. Um, but, yeah. That's it. It's kind of unbelievable. This has been, what, five, six, seven minutes of me talking? So, anyway, that's going to do it for today's episode. It was disappointingly short from my end. 
Unfortunately, it's not the first time I've had to tell myself that. So in lieu of the fact that this was a short episode today, I'm going to leave you guys with a fun fact from the Smithsonian Magazine. And today's fun fact is about Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan was a ruler back in the 1200s who decreased the carbon footprint of humanity at that time. That's not a good thing. But here's a fun fact. Genghis Khan's DNA is present in about 16 million men alive today. From the sounds of it, I'm not the only one who is probably telling myself I was disappointingly short. I'm going to leave you guys on that note and uh, be sure to check out the website. Go ahead and stay tuned for upcoming episodes next week. Check out the social media links and I will catch y'all next week. 